You are now listening to a Rabble Press podcast. Much bigger on the inside. Everybody to the Bowtie Podcast. My name is Tyler Hoskin, and joining me, as always, is Lindsay Shrapko. Hello. Um, and here we are, back to back weeks, week two. Um, <laughs> Woo, we did it. We're doing it. This is the best <laughs> we've done in a while. So, hooray for us. Yep. Um, episode two, War of some, the Centaurans. Season the Potato Head People. The Potato Head Warriors. Yep. Yep. Um, Oh Who all my, sound alike? Oh my God, was this mailed in? You know, it wouldn't have been so bad if all of a sudden, partway through it, when Dan is in a bit of a pickle, that, you know, yeah. Mog just didn't show up and save the day. And it's like, you really are stretching with this character. Right. He's your, like, loophole for everything. And so like, at, at the end, I don't want to, I hate to jump ahead, but at the end, like, the just you know what can you just stick around to protect planet earth while i go help my friend yeah right what exactly you have a time machine and that okay so we know swarm and his sister um must have a uh, a vendetta against these uh people yeah that i can't even remember it's it's like mori or something planet like. time yeah we couldn't have gotten any more creative on that one can we like that yeah, that's like the up. apex of chibnall writing right there yeah straight up planet, planet time good time. for you guys you can yeah. like i don't know picked a different language and it meant time in a different language like, that would <sighs> exactly been anything creative you know it <sighs> that's frust- it's frustrating so what i'm piecing together is Swarm uh, was probably locked up for whatever reason. I still don't know, but by these people. And these people control all of time. And because the flux has gotten to where their planet or whatever is, uh, a malfunction's happened in this temple that has allowed all of this weebly wobbly timey wimey stuff to happen. Now the flux. Did the Santarans just take advantage of this, or is this their creation? No, they're not smart enough to do that. Like I'm so confused that I'm thinking they're riding the way. Yeah, it's like someone on Santar said, "Oh, hey, this is a perfect way to go back to the, you know, Crimean." Primera War, or before that even. I just have it, I have a heart, I understand the Doctor protects the Earth. I get that. Yes. But I I have a very hard time saying that the Santarans have a vendetta on the Earth. Yeah, no. They've just dominated the Earth in like two days. 
not even like it it was like a half hour right I, I just, i'm so confused yeah and and that's it why why earth you know is because you know you would think if it was a vendetta against the doctor which would make sense absolutely but it has nothing to do with the doctor yeah they like, they were nothing. shocked and appalled it's, that the doctor was there on earth yeah so why they were like okay so let's throw away the why or the how but let's just throw it all away so somehow the sent the the centaurs centaurs centarians centaurs made their way to to earth pre like everything and now instead of russia and china it's centaur well yeah so what they did was they they showed up during just before the flux in the 21st century made some time machines because that's because they on can their now, apparently, yeah. and went back to the it's in their wheelhouse 1820s, and then sort of built from there yeah built from there and the uh the war that was the best way to to be able to take over the world right yeah insert already war and then win Right. So during this, so they go back and then while they, they get to where they were in the past, in the 1800s, uh, weebly wobbly timey wimey stuff occurs to Dan and the doctor hap, like, it's, it seems like such an afterthought, her leaping forward to try and save him. It was like, oh shit, he's my friend. I should reach out to him. Oh, he's gone. Oh, snap. And then, the same thing happens to Yaz. Because, again, I don't know if it was a bad edit on both accounts, but it's like she stepped towards them. Oh, I don't know. A few seconds too late. Like, oh, at least I made the effort. Yeah. So now, oh, look, you know. Sorry, guys. I almost got you. And then somehow Dan winds up back in Liverpool in the 21st century. Yeah, from the time then, he was from. Right. And then Yaz gets sent off to this temple thing. Planet Time. Planet Time. So we have Dan, who uh, is like, you know, what the fuck is going on? And somehow meets up with his mom and dad, who save him from centaurs with a walk in a frying pan. And they know about the freaking hole on the back. Right? Within two days of having them... On planet Because that's, that's their weak know spot, about the right? Weak spot already. And that seemed, and I'm, it was funny because it's like, the doctor obviously knows about their weak spot. And yet, yeah, when she sense. was talking to the douchebag of the 1800s leading the war, not once did she say to him, Oh, by well, the way. Since you're gonna, since you're all going to die anyways, because you're not listening to me, yeah. maybe go for the back of their necks. Maybe. No, no. But he knew his know. his parents knew, and and they blamed and, it on the drunk guy. Yeah, yeah. That's how they figured I, it out. Like, uh, yeah, all right, sure. England, Liverpool, the drunk guy figures out how to knock out. Of time, course, obviously. Why? Well, yeah. Just carrying around a mallet for no good reason at all. Right. And and so you know, Dan's trying to infiltrate the Santars there. And the doctor's trying to infiltrate the Santars back in the 1800s. And Yaz is left to chill with uh, 
what, what was his name? Hinder, Binder, Binder? Vinder, Vinder. Vind, Vinder? Yeah, V. Um, who has a very uh, Michael B. Jordan, Black Panther vibe happening he with does, his, he? his whole right. look. Yes, absolutely. You know? Yeah. Which I don't necessarily mind. It's it's cool. I like it. But it's it's given off that vibe. And so he's from Planet X. And he was watching an outpost or something. And he got sent there. Because that little yeah. triangular pyramid spinny thingy is 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 in. It's trying to get someone to repair. Yeah, you remember you remember last week when I said we need some answers before we get more questions. That that was a good time. Uh, yeah, that didn't happen. No, so, and so confused. I'm I'm confused. Well, the Santars seem out of place to all the other stuff that happened in the first episode because if now we're dealing with planet time uh, and all of time is is in chaos mm-hmm. seeing a weeping angel actually makes perfect sense absolutely 100% Santar's not so much you know there, there's a lot of other yeah, which, stuff which leads me to believe the sun. Tar, some Tarns are just taking advantage of yeah, the situation. No. They didn't know what was happening and then thought, hey, let's take over this planet here. I I don't think there was I don't think anything was deliberate of why they chose Earth or anything like yeah, that. I, I feel like there was a scene that made it seem like they were like, This was our yeah. plan all along. Ha ha ha. Yeah, no. And, and to be able to get I'm still tricked, trying by, to f- tricked by Dan to say, "Oh, look, your 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 supervisor's behind you." Seriously? What? <laughs> Seriously? There was, I mean, and and again to to figure out, you know, uh, what was her name? I kept in my head hearing Laura Secord, but it's Mrs. Sicori. Uh, Secor. I kept hearing, I kept hearing Secord, like Laura Secord in my head. But then we got to, you got to remember you're in Britain in the early 1800s, not Canada. So somehow, and, and somehow, you know, she was able to afford to immigrate to England at that time and build a really nice hotel. So the whole thing, the whole thing there was, uh, they, that she gets Mary Seacole to go and watch. And that's all she did was watch. Yes. And the... Take notes. Take notes. And in those notes was the answer, which was for seven and a half minutes. Which Sontars she knew have to... before having yeah. the notes being taken. Yeah. She already knew yeah. this piece of information. Yeah. Which... That every, every 27 hours for seven and a half minutes, yeah. Sontars have to... Power down and refuel. The Borg. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I and like uh, so they get before. into. <laughs> yeah. Like, so they get into a ship and she, you know, somehow at the same time she's getting into a Santar ship. Dan is getting into a Santar ship and they both touch something they probably shouldn't. And now, the doctor call. knows. But then Dan's like, I know I shouldn't probably touch this, but 
I'm going to anyways and see what happens. Well, I mean, I would. Could have blown the whole thing up. I would. For, but, like, you know what? What the hell? Right. Well, at this point. So they, they have a, a nice little video call across time and space to lay out the deets of, of what they have to do. Yeah. And uh, good old Mog shows up. And what would have to be some of the best, and I say this so sarcastically, CGI of them taking the ship and then when they're going to crash the ship, going down the waste tunnel and getting shot out of the ship looked so fake. So fake. It looked really bad. But the fact that there was like a waste thing there that Anyways, they land in the river and come out wet. And then, ah, they get out of the river, and what does that guy do? I don't even know his name. I just keep calling him Mog. He's got a, it's a long name, too. Yeah. Um, So, Mog shakes off like a dog. Carvanista? Carvanista? Okay, so we're going with Mog here. Mog, yeah, car. But he shakes himself off like a dog, and it's just like, uh, you know, would would a humanoid, even though it's a dog-like race, really do that? Would they shake themselves off like an animal? I mean, you're covered in hair. I don't know. Ask Chewy. I've never seen Chewy shake like a dog. But anyways, I don't know. And then somehow, I, I don't even know how. And again, I still kind of waned a little and, and checked out a couple times. Somehow, they all get to planet time. Yeah, and it's and yeah, I just you know the TARDIS is the doors. The door leaves the TARDIS altogether, and then eventually, and then the TARDIS is and I, yeah, I, and I then just, I can't. I know it's it's getting very hard, but now they're at planet time, and because Swarm and his sissy, yeah, decided to disintegrate two of these things, these floating priestesses of time, just... you know, and that yeah, it, and that's it. Like I thought, like humanoid aspect dissolving like that, and and doing whatever I can sort of get behind. A mechanical, I, I don't know, it it seemed off that they were doing it, and it works on a an electronic, so to speak. Yeah, just whatever you know, she touches just d- dissolves. Yeah, so, so they couldn't. Everything then, just destroy yeah, the Yeah, and that's it. Well, see, this is it, because they couldn't activate the the sensor to, to show these priests priestesses it had to by this by the the at least the implication is it was a fail safe so only like a humanoid not them species could trigger it because binder did it first and then said to yaz hey come look at this and then you know they did it together so then when you know because apparently swarm is smarter than the average bear is like, oh, well, you step on it. So he dissolves them. 
and then, you know, and doctor puts them in place of the two people. And that's it. So the doctor, Dan come in and they're all, where my friend, and when they go near the sensor again, and it's the, the proximity sensor and it sets it off, there's Yaz and Vinder. And now they're painted in the, (coughs) and here's my, okay. I understand I don't understand because I don't know what these priestesses actually do. But fine. You've replaced the two you've dissolved with Binder and Yaz. Yeah. What would have been the point to then put the makeup on them? I don't know. To match? Like, I... It's it seems so unnecessary. Like, is it that they went on the platform where these things were and that just appeared? Or did Swarm and Sissy take their time and did their makeup? Oh yeah, obviously. <laughs> hang on, hang on a sec. You gotta stand there while I do the triangle on your forehead and the <laughs> But they're in their regular clothes. <sighs> Yeah, and I guess like, they were pretty yeah, rushed for time. Why didn't they get the robes? Like, what the hell, man? Right. And then the only, like, I, at the ending, it's like, you know, he doesn't say, he's like, Sister Countdown, I wish I could remember. See, I am so bad with everything, names, whatever. But start the countdown. So she counts down from five while he monologues to the doctor that I think her name is when Azure. he's Azure? Yeah. Swarm in Azura? Okay. And he says to the doctor, when I snap my fingers, like all of time is going to go through them and it'll be the most painful thing in the entire world. And let's see how long they last. You know, a couple seconds. Ha 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 ha. But I don't understand why. Like, yeah. I, are we going, are we going to see? Thing. There's yeah. no reason why. Like, is the flux something that is separate from all these other events that happen to it? Somehow, no one in you know who who lives on planet time saw this coming. So you have this flux, and it kind of reminds me of like the beginning of uh, the Fifth Element, where the planet comes and it just gets bigger and it's absorbing things. It's you know the nothing. It's it's the nothing and never ending story. It's just this big. It was this big red cloud of smoke that comes in and just annihilates everything in its path. So, is it that something made the flux happen? Is it something that Swarm and Azor did with the priestesses of the planet Time that made this occur? What is the deal between Swarm and and the Planet Timers? Like, there's a a lot of stuff that needs to be connected there for it to, to, you know, for you to see a full story. And I'm not getting, I'm getting, you know, this is cool that the Centaurs took advantage of uh, the Flux and uh, went back and was like, let's kill a bunch of people. And I'm sure the Weeping Angels will be something similar. And like, yeah, I don't know. Maybe the 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 weeping angels are like the good guys in this series of episodes, which is possible. Or because they, they feed on time, right? So if exactly if, if the universe and time is gone, then 
they're dead too. So exactly because they've got nothing to feed off of. But how does and and this is like okay, let's get to basics. You are a time lord mm-hmm. or lady. You're a time lord or lady. You have the technology and your species has been using it to travel through time and space for however long. Forever. Pretty much. Forever. Yet somehow there's something above you on the time food chain that you don't know about. Yeah. And it's that planet time in English for some <laughs> peculiar reason. Like, I I would have bought it if it was like whatever Gallifreyan is for time. That would have been anything. perfect. Anything. Like, it would have just any other language. It could like again can mean time. I don't care. That's fine. Yep. That part I'm okay with. Yep. But for for swarm to come in and go, this is planet time. <laughs> and that's it. It, it. It's a very bad name. So, what I can gather I is even that. I River Song's name in Gallifreyan for, in Gallifre- for fucking and, ever. And I mean, it's a nice little play on Melody Pond. You know, at least they were clever. Right? This isn't clever. Let it time. Oh, God. But, and that's it. So, what is it that these people. Do like do they actually control and monitor and they're, they're everything the, about they're the time? TVA of uh, of Doctor Who? Okay, and then there's That's that. Like, how do you not know? How does a Gallifreyan not know of the TVA of time? Right? How do you? It not just know? doesn't. It doesn't, it make, doesn't make sense no. to me. Really I can't does. wrap my head around it, and it's obvious. So the more Swarm talks. The more we're starting to realize that the doctor and Yaz, at the very least, have encountered him before. We just haven't got there yet. So at some point, it's 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 now a Bill and Ted's excellent adventure. Once this has all been rectified, we're going to go back in time and we're going to do this. It's the only logical conclusion to that. It's, it's the only logical explanation right. is that after all this is done, Yaz and the doctor are going to go back in time and talk to Swarm before he meets them in, in this linear timeline. Right. Because he's pissed at them. He is very pissed at them. And and them specifically, like, the, you know, the, the whole, oh, the one thing I know, I like I know the like, writing on your hand is what would the doctor do? Yeah, the one thing I did like was him saying, "Oh, you you think so linearly." Like, I, they, there are parts of this show that I still do enjoy, right? And and that made I parts of it. yes, and that's it. That that's subtle again. We do uh, again as as humans, just in general, we yeah. do think linearly. We can't think of. Time happening all at once, being able to do that kind of stuff. It's just not how our brains work. So, yes, in all that hot mess, there's some salvageable stuff. Yeah. It's very, very few and far between, though. I'm just, again, I'm growing more and more concerned that, one, next episode, Mog is just going to show up to save the day again. 
you know, save his human yet again out of a predicament because yeah. he doesn't know Chibnall doesn't know how to write. Um, it's so painful. It it's it it really is because I don't see any direction, whether it's linear or not. Yeah, and if it's something as simple, I swear to God. If at the end of all this, it's one of those things where the doctor saves the day and, you know, Azur dissolves herself into somewhere else, you know, disappears, whatever. And she catches Swarm and the doctor's the reason that he was in that prison at the very beginning and all of that. I'm, I'm going to be very sad that it it's only that. Right. Because and like the odds, odds the are conclusion. He's, probably, yeah. he's probably in prison due to the flux and everything he's done. Like if it's that right, circular, so, and it's going to be very annoying. Exactly, and I have a feeling I'm going to be very annoyed. Like yeah, I get the whole timey wimey business, but for the whole, for the universe to be ending and have this flux thing mean basically nothing. Yeah. And that's it. Like it I I need a lot I I need a lot more explained and have it make sense for me to actually kind of enjoy this. Oh. Cuz right now time. it's one of those things right now and I was saying to someone else I'm like I'm just trudging through this trying to again keep engaged and it's so hard and he's he's british and he's like oh i've i've not watched chip the i haven't watched the do the doctor since the first few episodes because he's like uh he said i think it was last season he's like it, it it was sort of getting okay near the end and i was paying close attention to the credits and the episodes i liked the most weren't written by chip no <laughs> Yeah, well, exactly. And that's it. it. And that's, that's it. Exactly. And it's one of those, it sums it up quite nicely because even now, I know he's written them, but I'm watching the opening credits. And of course, the intro and outro are brilliant. Um, the entire six episodes. And that's it. So I see the director and then I see the written and I just sigh to myself. I'm in my head hoping that it's all one big lie and it's not Chibnall this time. And I, I every hate, time yeah, I, hate to I start and that's episode. it. I think what happens is every time I see the writer, I sigh a little and I am disappointed before the episode even starts. Yeah, Wikipedia and is that, rarely wrong. So the he's, he's written episode four. He co-wrote with somebody else so it Ooh. could be half Ooh, good. there's potential there's potential good. that's gonna yeah. be the weeping angels episode <laughs> uh, hilariously enough the episode title is village is of it? the angels oh <laughs> so the one decent episode he didn't write himself no. and of course it's the weeping because how do you fuck up the weeping angels exactly oh that's brilliant uh, the, the first two episodes were directed by Jamie Magnus Stone. She, I assume it's a yeah, she. 
Uh, no, he. Uh, he is also directing the Angels episode. Uh, and the other three episodes are directed by somebody else. Okay. Azur uh, Salim. Okay. So I don't. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I've I've got hopes. I've got hopes for that uh, episode four. <laughs> yeah. Well, fingers crossed that it can't be as bad as what's happening. It's what it is funny because every time because I'll I'll occasionally go back to IMDb. And uh, take a quick peek-see of how well or not well. So, when I saw Chapter 1, it was at like 1,400-1,500 ratings. And it was a high 7, and it's now 7.1. And so far, Chapter 2 only has 1,000, 1,040. That's 7.8. I'm assuming in the next week that's going to go down. It's, yeah, it's so disheartening because the doctor deserves better. Jodie Whittaker deserves better at this point. But you can only, you know. Yeah, I just, I wish wish the writing was better for her. I really do. Yeah. The the only hope I really do have is um, there is no writing credits for the specials yet oh um there are directors Russell T. davies just just ran in there and was like give me that guy get yeah, out yeah maybe <laughs> so it's it's all tba on the three specials that are coming next year so maybe there is hope that it the last one could be written by maybe else a regeneration could. episode would be nice to have a a good episode and a good send off. Yeah, you know, I I so I think sad. Peter Capaldi is going to be very hard to top, just because that yeah. the whole last you know, it it. I do think they go younger again, though. Whether it be male, or they female, have to. I I again. think. Uh, sadly, the demographic dictates it. You know, there's there's a lot of people that would have that did obviously appreciate Peter Capaldi, but to maintain an audience and get new people watching it, yeah. you have to lean young. I'm still waiting for the ginger. Ah, uh, you know what? I, I my my thought is the doctor can only be a ginger if it was the last regeneration ever. No, the in my head, ending, series ending. This is the last one. I'm like finally, Ginger. Exactly. That's that's in my head. I'm finally. That's ginger what I credits. Yeah. Done. But that's it. Like you can't. You know that's that to me is the the end all be all of of the best regeneration possible for the Doctor, male or female, doesn't matter. Yeah. Just Ginger, it would be great. That would be hilarious. I just hope they cast soon because I I need something to look forward to. Yeah, I have a feeling it's not going to be soon. At least not the the announcement's not going to be soon. No, no, they. Yeah, we've got another four episodes of this bullshit. They've and and the thing is, is they've 
they've got to choose very wisely at this point. Yeah. Because everything I've read, you know, a, a fair chunk of the fan base sort of tapped out. And you need to find a way to get that fan base yeah, it's back. Not, yeah, it's not all about getting a new fan base. It's about keeping your old, too. Like it's... And getting... And that's it. You know, I as I said, I've... Having a female doctor, and especially after Missy, because I thought Missy was so brilliant as the master, that, you know, someone with that personality and dynamic... Yes, again, Olivia Coleman. Um, it doesn't matter who the actor or actress is, uh, as long as they bring that charisma of the doctor. Absolutely. Doesn't fucking matter. Yeah, they just got to get the right writer. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I just hope we don't. It always get... comes back to that. I hope we don't get more. I could go on for a half hour. Ah. I don't need the Slovene coming back and I, ever. I got nothing. I got nothing. And I think that's the, that's the other <sighs> thing too. It's so hard now, after so many years, to create a new villain race. Yeah, you know, like it's so hard to do that, and it's the like the Cybermen are so. The the story is so recycled. Every and I mean, and that's Cybermen show I, up. It's like, oh, really? The the Peter Capaldi Cyberman story arc. I I I quite dug it because yeah, it's like an origin great. story. Yeah, uh, you know. Sure. Um, and again, introducing new villains can be done because. The Weeping Angels were new, right? The Weeping Angels were new, yeah. The, yeah. They showed like, up their first episode. Was in Blink. Blink. And it was... Right. So, yeah. So, it's possible to create a new villainous character in Doctor Who. Well, and then it's there was, just... There was the silence as well. Oh, my God. They were fucking... Absolutely. Fuck. Yep. So it's it's not impossible. It's just you you really do have to have the. I'd, I'd ask those writers, talk to them and say, okay, come up with something. Yeah. Go to Neil Gaiman and say, just come oh, up with something man. out there, and then we'll take it from here. Because I know he directed a, or wrote a couple episodes. Like you need that kind of creativity if yeah. you're going to create a new. You know, nemesis for the doctor. That would be epic to have him create another. Yeah. Or we can always have, you know, crazy delivery men from. For Blam. <laughs> as fun of an episode as that was. Was it though? I remember saying it was great at the time. Hindsight's always twenty twenty. It was a it was a fun episode. I liked Graham in that episode. I remember liking Graham, but oh, yeah, I miss yeah it's there. It's weak. It's all a little weak. Speaking of weeks, next week hopefully we'll be back. <laughs> if we haven't both tapped out, oh, 
So yeah, so Neil Gaiman wrote the episode The Doctor's Wife. Yeah. Which was spectacular. He needs to do more. Yes, he does. We need to bring Stephen Moffat back, I think, is the real yeah. goal of this. Or somebody of his caliber, at least. Yeah. Well, who else worked on... Because didn't Moffat leave and he did Torchwood, right? Uh, I'm correct? Moffitt, it, was, it was Moffat, right? Moffat did... Was it Russell T. Davies? I can't even remember I don't anymore. Remember who wrote Torchwood, to be totally honest with you. That's an excellent question. It's, it's been so No, long. Russell T. Davies. Yeah. So that was that was a good show too. It whittled away at the end, but that's because they brought in Americans. Let's be real. True. It was all fine and good until they left Britain. Yeah. But it still had an interesting concept. Again, we need we need to bring back Captain Jack. Just bring back Captain Jack permanently. Make Captain Jack the Doctor somehow. I mean, if they're able to use, if they're able to use, you know, Peter Capaldi twice over. Well, and that's, that's you know, he was in Torchwood. He was in the they've already fires of Pompeii. That's why he came back because he resembled somebody that he used to know. So is exactly he? Why did why did I choose this face? Yep. Damn! Right there is your out, and it would be. Fun and amazing. Oh, all the what ifs. What ifs, indeed. That yeah. Would be, that would be epic. That would be interesting uh, to see, for sure. Yeah. For sure. All right. Well, and then he can meet himself. Sorry. Meet I'm himself. just going on now. <laughs> he could hit on himself, and that would be freaking hilarious. Exactly. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> that would be so good. It would it would it explain would why he loves the doctor so much as well. It could. See? Uh, it would, it big would brain. Make, it would just tie everything in a nice little bow. For him, yep, absolutely. Okay. Well, so next week the episode title is Once Upon a Time. We'll see. Scratching it there. Uh, yeah, once upon a time. Right, like we're once upon, once upon, time. once upon time. That's the episode title. Once, ever upon time. The title episode, sir. Even. He's trying to be clever, but not. Shame. No. I wonder if he came up with the title for the episode and then named the plan. <laughs> All right, let's end it. There. It would have surprised me. Yeah. Uh, Alright, so we'll be back next week, maybe, with uh, Once Upon a Time, the third episode. We'll be halfway through next week. We'll see how it goes. Well, yeah. thanks for listening to the Bowtie Podcast. Catch you next week. You've been listening to a Rabble Press podcast. Visit rabblepress.com for more podcasts.